0: Happy Resurrection Sunday, y'all. I hope you are enjoying this day that the Lord has made. Today, I just want to, one, say, I'm back. Cue the James Brown song, okay? And today's episode is basically a journal entry. You guys, it's time for Tyra to be unapologetic in who she is, and I invite all of you to take that journey with me. what is going on beautiful people you are listening to the affirmations for black girls podcast where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves i'm your host tyra the creative actress content creator and mental health enthusiast again happy easter sunday i am recording this literally on easter sunday and uploading it basically raw for you guys I have been having a lot of thoughts and emotions about my life and how I choose to do things. And y'all, let me just say, <laughs> I think I have been going through a second quarter life crisis, but more on that after our affirmation of the week. This week's affirmation is, I find confidence and clarity in being unapologetically me. Ooh. Let's drop in, y'all. I find confidence and clarity in being unapologetically me. I find confidence and clarity in being unapologetically me. I find confidence and clarity in being unapologetically me. I find confidence and clarity in being unapologetically me. Now, I really want you guys to drop in and feel that confidence, feel that clarity in being unapologetically yourself. What would that look like for you? Let's say it one more time together and truly believe it, I find confidence and clarity in being unapologetically me. Now, like I was saying, I feel like I have been in a second quarter life crisis because I feel like I truly had one at 25. Now I'm almost 28 and I feel like I've been having another one. You I have just been feeling very uncomfortable with where I am in life, just to put it plainly. And I will be the first one to say, I need to dive deeper into the word of God, but let me just let y'all into what has been going on. So as you guys probably know, if you've been listening to the podcast in late February, I got robbed at gunpoint and that was a huge roadblock for me. I have never experienced anything like that. If you have not listened to the episode where I recount my um, experience, go and listen to that Um, trigger warning for anyone who has dealt with that. And that could be a little hard for them to hear. I do have that on um, the podcast, but I also have a YouTube video if you would like to visually see me recounting my story. But honestly, y'all, that has changed my life, and I just did not know what to do, and I just feel like I've been trying to figure out where Tyra should be right now and how to get back to where I was as far as, like, physically, mentally, and emotionally, because I was on a roll, y'all. Like, I was, you know, doing my morning routine. I was going to the gym. I was you know, being spiritually connected with God. And I just completely fell off the wagon because this traumatic experience happened. And I've been talking to my therapist about this. And I also put this on my YouTube channel. If you do not follow me on YouTube, make sure you go and subscribe to the channel because I talk a lot in my community tab about things going on in my day-to-day life. But my therapist was saying, when something like this happens, when you're violated in this type of way, especially if it's never happened before, you lose a sense of invincibility. And it wasn't necessarily that you felt like you were invincible, like no one could touch you, you wouldn't be hurt. But there is a, I don't know, there is like a, a understanding that we as humans have where it's like, oh, I can walk down this street with my friends and just make it to my car. We don't necessarily think, oh, this could be a dangerous situation every time we leave the house. So that's where that sense of invincibility stems from, in my opinion. But my therapist said that I lost that and that really put it into perspective for me because now it makes sense why I feel so, yucky or I just feel different than I did before this happened to me. Um, So that's really been like a huge thing for me y'all and I'm just really trying to figure out how to move in this new normal and I was talking about that in the you know episode that I posted about me getting robbed but I've also been having so many thoughts since this has happened and I'm just trying to make it day by day and I'm celebrating the small things. I am making sure that I'm taking time for myself to either reset my mind or really check in with myself and make sure that I am not beating myself up because I have to be gentle with myself. This has never happened to me. I don't really know anyone that this has happened to. So it's completely foreign. So I'm creating this new life after this traumatic experience so some thoughts that I have been having are like oh Tyra you fell off the wagon oh my god you're a freelancer girl you need to make money because your rent is not cheap you live in LA so come on we need to get back on it like we don't have time to be resting we don't have time to sit here and not feel like doing anything or Tyra you need to get close to God because you need clarity girl so talk to God more like I just it's just so much that has been going through my head due to me having this experience because I'm very much the type of person who, if I fall off the wagon or if I start to do something different that I'm not necessarily planning for, I start to analyze my life and the situation. And I'm like, okay, well, this is what's different. And this is how we can solve it. I like to be solution oriented, but sometimes, especially in situations where you really need to give yourself grace, that cannot apply. You just have to give yourself grace. So this is what I've been dealing with. And honestly, y'all, I'm just taking you through what's been going on in my brain and in my personal life after this experience and how I actually came to the conclusion that it's just the fact that I need to be unapologetically me. So obviously I have these thoughts because of a certain social standard. I'm constantly on Instagram, YouTube, social media, and seeing people doing X, Y, and Z. And I also have goals set for myself. And I really think that we live in a hustle hard culture. Like we're seeing everybody going on all these trips, spending all this money, starting all these businesses, making all these courses, literally doing all types of stuff. And we're like, I want to do that. Let's go ahead and do it. And we want it super fast. We want that instant gratification. So I'm really having trouble reeling myself back in and saying, Tyra, this stuff ain't gonna happen overnight. But I'm telling myself that and I'm telling myself that in a very nice comforting way in a way where I'm not stressing myself out because high functioning anxiety is a real thing. I was just talking to my friend and she was saying um, how she has high functioning anxiety and um, sometimes when she like sits down because she's overwhelmed she says okay well I need to do something fun. I need to do something that will release this stress but if she goes and does and does those things it just causes more stress and that is High functioning anxiety, and I think, um, I think I've suffered from that. I don't even want to say suffered because I really think it's important to pay attention to the words that you say around, especially mental health, things that you're dealing with in um, your mental health. But I think I have lived with high functioning anxiety at least a few times in my life. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not gonna self-diagnose myself, but I think that it's important to categorize certain things and try to find resources to, you know, help you. So that's something that I'm definitely gonna dive into this week Um, because like today I just woke up and I just felt overwhelmed. I was like, okay, Tyra, you need to do this, 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 and your house dirty, and you need to wash your hair. And y'all, I'm natural, you already know. So I was like, I have to do all of these things okay, now I don't want to do anything. But if I don't do anything, I feel more overwhelmed. So I really need to reconvene with my therapist and say, hey, Kim, what do we have to do? Because this is what's been going on in my life. Recently, there have been a lot of conversations that have been coming up over and over again and situations that have had me reflecting on certain things going on in my life. So, I've been talking to a lot of friends about these topics and I I guess I'm doing that because I don't want any of them to feel some type of way when I start moving a little different. And I don't mean in a bad way. I never mean in a bad way, but Let me just tell y'all what I'm talking about. Something that is very important to me, especially in this new space that I'm in right now, is my personal space. And I talked about this in a bonus episode for subscribers. So if you are not subscribed to the podcast, it is $4.99 a month and you get all types of bonus content, journal entries, newsletters, the whole nine. And you can sign up with the link that is in the show notes. But anyway, I was just saying my personal space is so important to me. And I realized this because I would just start feeling super uncomfortable in my own space in certain situations. And by my own space, I mean physically and emotionally, mentally, everything, not just, you know, my house, but I will start there. I recently realized that I don't want people staying in my house y'all. I live in a one bedroom apartment and I also work from home as a content creator. I use my entire space every day and having someone staying in my space just gives me a little bit of anxiety and it makes me feel a little restricted and not because the person is there but because there's not enough room for us to both move around freely. So for example, if I have a friend staying at my home for an extended period of time, I don't mean like one night, you know, that's totally fine. I can get over it for one night. I can make accommodations for myself. But if I have a friend who wants to stay for an extended period, maybe they're coming to visit LA or they're coming to visit me for like three nights a week, whatever the case may be, more than one night, I start to feel restricted and I get a little bit of anxiety because I want them to feel like they are welcomed in this space and I'm constantly having to say hey could you please you know go in this room or I need to record really quick and I say this because I can't always take off especially being a content creator and I do tell my friends this so they already know what's going on but what I've realized is even though I give them that heads up I still feel uncomfortable because I don't want them to feel like I'm just barking orders at them, telling them, hey, go in my room for a little while because I need this space. I want them to feel like they are welcome and that I am a great host because I do love to host. So what I've realized is that since this is something that I deal with and it's getting and I'm getting more sensitive to it. I can't have people staying in my small apartment. My apartment is not big enough to house to adults, and another part of that is that my bathroom is in my bedroom. So when people are staying at my house, and I only have, you know, myself to go off of, but if I was staying at somebody's house and the bathroom was in their bedroom and they were asleep, I would try to hold it all night. I wouldn't want to wake them up, and I also don't want to be waking up waking up at the, in, in the middle of the night. So. It's all of these little things like that that made me realize, like, okay, Tyra, you just don't have space for this right now. And that is okay. And I've been feeling this for a while, but I've just become confident in accepting that and being unapologetic in how I feel and the space that I'm in in my life. So now I'm having those conversations with my friends before it comes up, before they say, hey, I want to come to LA and visit you. Can I stay? I don't want it to be at that point. I want to, you know, give them these prerequisites so they know you can come to L.A. to visit, but I would prefer you stay in a hotel. And I just feel like that's a better way to do it, because in that space, I don't want them to feel like it's just because it's them or, you know, like you guys know what I mean. Like, I don't want them to feel like it's them. It's me. So I've been having those conversations and it actually helps subside the anxiety that I feel because there have been situations where a friend has asked to stay and I've wanted to say these things, but I have not said those things. And especially because other people have stayed, but now I have made it up in my mind, okay, this is this is done, this is over with. My um, I just had a friend come and stay, he was here for a week and he was my first friend from college And I had a conversation with him while he was here because we always talk about mental health and how we're actually doing. We have check ins. And I absolutely love that about our relationship. But I said, you're the last one to stay. And this is why. And I told him everything that I just said to y'all. He was like, I totally get that. And I also have to realize that, y'all, I'm getting older. Like I'm a woman. (laughs) I'm an adult. I'm not a college student anymore. I'm not a high school student anymore. I'm not a child anymore. Like if you want to have a sleepover, then we need to be going on a vacation somewhere, not necessarily staying at somebody's house. And granted, I'm not saying that that can never happen. But for me, it's been a recurring theme. I've had a lot of friends come out to LA and stay, and I can't always take off. And I think that's one of the biggest things about it. So many people have come to stay at my house that I can't take off work every single time. And they're not all friends with each other. So they obviously don't think about that. So I really have to check in with Tyra and know, okay, Tyra, what are your boundaries with this? And if you don't have none, but you are feeling uneasy, we need to reflect, sit, talk about it, write it out, whatever the case may be. And in addition to... Not wanting people to stay at my house, I also realized that I don't have the capacity for anyone venting to me in this space that I'm in. And it's honestly because of this traumatic experience that has happened. I am still processing it. I am still fighting every day to get up and do what I got to do. And I just do not have the capacity or the bandwidth for anyone venting about what they're going through. And The thing is, I don't have to feel guilty about that anymore. And I'm so excited that I have come to that realization. So if a friend wants to vent or whatever the case may be, a simple, hey, I truly just do not have space for this right now. I love you, but I can't be the one receiving this right now. And you don't always have to have the most, eloquent speech, you know, for situations like that, just give it to them real raw and regular in a nice way. Like say it the best way you can, but let them know, I can't be that person for you right now. I'm trying to stay afloat myself. And I guarantee you, if that person loves you, they are going to say, you know what? I understand. Especially if they know what you have gone through recently, they'll say, okay, Tyra, I totally get it. And one last thing that I wanna touch on in the personal space um, category is that, and I just came to this realization, y'all, and it's just so freeing even saying it right now. I do not have capacity for inconveniencing myself for anyone. Ooh, that felt so good because I just came to that realization last week. And I realized that I may not always be this way, you know what I mean, but where I'm at right now, I just, I just don't have the extra bandwidth for it. I've just, I'm just in a place where I need to be selfish for Tyra to fill up Tyra's cup. So I can give for my overflow. And sometimes I don't like using words like inconvenience or selfish because we have so many negative connotations attached to these words, but and inconvenience can literally be anything. Being selfish is good, especially in your 20s. I am 27 years old. It is time for me to be selfish. I don't have no kids. I don't have no husband. I don't have, well, I have Lexi, my dog. She's the only one who is dependent on me at this moment. But overall, it is a time for me to be selfish because I will not always have the opportunity to be selfish. One day I'm going to have a husband. One day I'm going to have kids. I'm going to have people depending on me and I'm going to have to move in that lane. So as long as I am a single person, meaning not married, no kids, no dependents besides Lexi, I am going to enjoy the selfishness that I am able to give to Tyra. Because just think about it. I will not always be a young 27 year old woman who is single and able to do whatever and not worry about anyone else feeling any type of way about it that's just amazing to me and some other conversations that have been you know coming up in my life is that I'm in a new era and I get this from Bria my best friend Bria I love her so much but this new era for me is a growth phase and it is a phase of reflection, understanding myself and a growing confidence in being unapologetic in who I am and in how I feel about things. I used to feel guilty about not being available for my friends or not doing things for other people and that definitely stems from you know, some childhood trauma that I have and abandonment issues. And we'll dive into that in, you know, another episode. Maybe I'll do like a series on that because that's also been coming up in my relationships. Um, Just having, you know, that conversation and being able to talk about it. But I'm no longer feel guilty about not being available. Let's say a friend calls me and say, hey, I got this last minute audition. Can you help me? I have a boundary there because doing auditions with friends is very taxing sometimes. Not necessarily even friends, but actors. I'm an actress and we have to do self-tape auditions sometimes. And this can take hours depending on who you are helping with an audition. And I don't have the time for that all the time, especially last minute. I need to be able to prepare myself. So I said to myself, Tyra, What can you do? What in your power can you do to make sure that if you are helping friends with auditions, you are not giving more than you feel comfortable giving, meaning in my time and energy. So I said, okay, well, if I help people with auditions, I got 30 minutes for you. And I say that because when you're in the audition room, you read through that script one, two, three times max. Your audition is lasting 10 minutes. So I want to make sure that I am illustrating that same environment because at the end of the day, that is going to help you. And also, I cannot do the last minute auditions unless, you know, it's an extenuating circumstance. So I'll use my better judgment there. But for the most part, I need this to be scheduled at least a day in advance because I know how auditions work. You sometimes get 24 hours or less, but sometimes you also get four days. So that's what it has to be for me in order to be able to help someone or make myself available in that way. And another part of this new era, this growth phase, is that I am finally building the strength to speak my mind. I used to feel like I never knew what to say. I used to feel like anything that I said was not smart enough or it was not the right thing to say or i felt like i didn't know enough about the situation to speak on it at all i was very insecure about my knowledge of various topics now i was in a car with my friend yesterday her name is tracy and she was like tyra i wish i could be more direct like you and i was like in my head i was like girl i wish i was more direct i can do it in certain situations but overall I do think I'm stepping into this new era, this growth phase of being able to speak my mind in a very gentle, confident way. And I know I don't do it in every situation, but just her noticing that just reiterates to me that I am growing and I am becoming the person of my dreams. And I'm just so excited. And one of the last things in this growth phase that I want to touch on is that I just had the realization that I need to start traveling again. Y'all, I love to travel. And the reason why I haven't been traveling as much as I would like to is because my dog, her name is Lexi. She is 18 years old. I have had her since I was 10. And she is sick. She has cancer. She has an adenocarcinoma, which is a a tumor in her anal gland. And it was removed once, went back, it came back. And the vet said, we will not remove this. We're going to give her four to six months to live. And that was back in December of 2020. They told me that. Y'all, I just want to give God the glory because it is April 17th, 2022, and Lexi is still here. Now, she is a little sickly, and I'm noticing that she's having some trouble walking around and things. But when I got that four to six-month window, I said to myself, I am going to make sure that I'm spending as much time with my dog as possible. Because, backstory, had Lexi since I was 10 years old, went off to college, I didn't see Lexi often. Then I moved to the East Coast, to Jersey for a year and a half. I did not see Lexi often. Then I moved to Los Angeles and for my whole first year of living here, I didn't see Lexi often. So that is four, five, six, seven, that's about seven years of her life that I was just barely there. I would FaceTime and, you know, see her, but spending time with her and being in her presence, seven years of her life, it was just very sparse. So I kind of had a little bit of guilt around that and I'm finally in a space where it's like Lexi has lived a full life. I know that I love her. She knows that I love her but I cannot stop living my life because Lexi is you know almost at the end of hers and I don't feel guilty about it anymore and I'm so excited to you know take trips and You may be wondering, like, why don't you just take Lexi with you? Well, it's very expensive to fly with a dog now. I think tickets are like $150 each way to fly with a dog. And then hotel fees, making sure that she has food and all of that is just a lot. And she's also old. She doesn't like to travel. Like, she gets uncomfortable. I noticed the last time we flew back to Los Angeles from Louisiana, she kept overheating. She was very hot and I don't really know what that was from. She didn't get sick or anything, but she was very uncomfortable. So I don't want to put her through that either. I want her to be comfortable every day that she is here with me. So I decided that I'm going to take a trip and I'm going to either leave her with a friend or um, a doggy hotel. I'm super nervous about a doggy hotel, but I'm going to do this and I'm going to slowly... Get back into, you know, traveling and living my life to the fullest and not having anxiety around whether or not Lexi will be here when I get back from that trip. Because that's truly what it was. I would say to myself, Tyra, if you go, what if this is the day? What if this is the day and you are in another state and you have to wait to get back to her? Like I didn't want to put myself in that situation, but now I'm like, Tyra, you cannot stop living. So for anybody out there who is like in a similar situation, you cannot stop living your life. You cannot have guilt around that. You have to stand strong in the fact that you love your loved one. You have done your best. But at the end of the day, if I was sick, I would want this person to continue living their life. Because the biggest thing I would be thinking about is when I'm gone, I don't want them to have any resentment not towards me necessarily, but any resentment or regret for not taking the opportunity. And that is what is pushing me to continue to live my life. And I'm going to be a little nervous. I'm going to have a little bit of anxiety, be a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to build up that muscle. So I did a survey, not a survey, I did a form for you guys. I talked about it in the I Have News episode that I uploaded and a few of you said that you wished my episodes were a little longer or you wish that I posted multiple times a week. So this episode is definitely a little longer because I'm uploading basically the raw <laughs> um, audio And I want to really know your thoughts. So if you have not filled out that form, I have included the link down in the show notes. Please fill it out. Let me know how you feel about this episode. If you listened through this far and any other thoughts, opinions, concerns, questions you have for the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast. But with that being said, let's celebrate some wins for me because sometimes I can get so caught up in what I need to do that I am not taking time to celebrate the small wins. And I was just talking to a friend. I'm always just talking to a friend, y'all, y'all friends too. But I was just talking to my friend Bria and I was just saying how I really have to celebrate the small wins because they are so important. They actually give me more drive, more determination to keep going. So the first weird that I wanna talk about is that I launched my email list. I know some of you listening have received at least one email from me and I'm super excited about that, y'all. I've been wanting to do that since the podcast launched and I was just nervous because I didn't know anything about launching an email list. I don't plan on spamming y'all, but please bear with me through these first few emails for the first few months until I truly get a system But I'm so excited to connect with you guys in that way as well. I have a few journal entries coming out. Um, I have some affirmations. And also, I want to say, subscribers are going to get more emails than, you know, the general newsletter. But you do not have to be a subscriber to receive Um emails from me every now and then so all you have to do is go to my website www.tireofthecreative.com forward slash podcast and you can sign up for the newsletter there and you'll receive some you know feel good reminders some some things I don't really know everything yet I don't you know I'm working on that but I'm super excited and I can't wait for you guys to experience this with me. My second win that I wanna talk about is that I launched more merch. I have merch for Tire the Creative for YouTube and you know, my Tire the Creative brand, but I just launched merch designed by me for affirmations for black girls and you can check it out on my website com forward slash merch and you can see everything there that I have and everything was designed by me and I'm so excited because you guys have already been supporting you've already been placing your orders and I cannot wait to see photos of you in the merch pieces. I'm super excited. My favorite one definitely by far is the affirm it hoodie and it has Proverbs 18 and 21 on it and it's this um and it's the scripture with um I don't know about heart, y'all, and I'm not even about to pretend that I know about heart, but death and life are in the power of the tongue. It has that Bible verse on it. Well, it just has, you know, the actual scripture itself. It doesn't have the full verse, but... That's my favorite one and I have it in a green color and it's so cute, but it does come in a couple of other colors. So definitely check that out. Right now we are running a sale, so you can use the code AFFIRM10 for 10% off your order. But I'm super excited about that. And what else am I excited about? I'm celebrating that I feel good enough again to get back on the wagon. And it's going to take me a little while to get back to where I was in Q1 as far as like my excitement and pushing out my content. Um, I just had a meeting with my assistant. I hadn't talked to her since, you know, the whole situation happened with me getting robbed. And I just had a meeting with her um, earlier this week saying we are about to get back into it. And I'm so glad that she stuck by me and she understood that I just needed to take some time to focus on my mental health so I could be the creative that I needed to be and um, work with her in a healthy way so I'm super excited we're gonna pick back up this week and y'all let's just I just I'm patting myself on the back because (sighs) it's been a long journey as far as that goes I also started a new job y'all to supplement my income as a freelancer it's very important that you stay on the wagon because you have to build back up that momentum if you ever fall off or if you take a break, whatever. So for me, one of my main sources of income was Fiverr.com. And on there, I create videos for different clients, brands, and I took off for about a month because of the situation. And I'm getting back into it, but my revenue ain't where it was in January and February. So I've taken on a new remote job just to supplement that income until I'm back to where I was and able to exponentially grow past where I was in Q1 as far as my income is concerned. So I'm super excited about that. I've been at this job for about two months. No, I'm lying. I've been at this job for about two weeks now and it's a freelance and I'm a social media producer for um, a digital black owned news outlet. And uh, I'm just super excited to grow in that as well. And the last thing I wanna celebrate because I'm super excited about this is that I have been consistent in the gym again. And the reason I want to highlight this is because y'all, I don't necessarily like to work out. I like to play sports. I love team building exercise and, you know, all of that. But working out in a gym, like running on a treadmill and all that stuff, that's not something that I normally find enjoyable. But now I do. Now I'm like, okay, let's go to the gym. I just love the way I feel after a good workout. And two things that have helped me to build this back up, and I'm so excited that I started this um, right after, This traumatic event that happened is that I started doing fun activities on Saturdays. One day, I just called up Tracy, one of my best best friends out here, and I said, "Hey, what you doing today?" And she said, "Girl, I'm going to a Soul Cycle class." I said, "I want to go," and she said, "Okay," and that kicked it off for me. I had such a great time, and I loved that I got out the house early on a Saturday morning to do something that was both active and fun. So. On that day, I decided I'm going to do something every Saturday, regardless of if it's with Tracy, another friend or by myself. I am going to do some sort of activity outside of my house. And that has been something that I look forward to. Like I wake up on Monday morning and I'm like, okay, I cannot wait till Saturday because this week I'm going to do this. So. This past Saturday, Tracy and I went to Venice Beach and we rode bikes from Venice to Santa Monica and I just loved it and it's just such a good switch up from being in the gym and I think that's a big part about it and another big part about it is I have cute gym clothes. Now, I haven't always been like crazy about gym clothes, but y'all get you some cute workout sets. I get so many um, DMs about where did you get your workout clothes from? These are so cute. These sets are so cute. I get them all from Amazon and they're all linked in my Amazon store. I'll link them down below for you guys. If you're looking for some new workout clothes that will make you feel cute and sexy in the gym and, you know, still put you in that mindset of, okay, we're about to go and kill this workout. But I'm just loving that I'm consistent in the gym again. It's been Amazing. So closing thoughts, how can you be unapologetically you? First of all, for me, a big part of it was reflection taking the time to sit down and reflect on different experiences I've had during the day. So I would literally just either sit in my bed, on my couch, wherever, and say, okay, Tyra, what happened today or this week? Pay attention to how you feel in certain situations. So if you're feeling uncomfortable or if you feel triggered, if you feel any joyful, any emotion Really take some time to reflect on why you feel that way because it can lead you to an answer to whatever you are confused about or need clarity on. Um, I know for me, as far as the personal space thing goes, when my friend came to visit, I just felt like a constant anxiety. I was like, okay, I gotta clean this up. 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 And I realized, Tyra, you do this a lot. When you have people over, you're like, okay, I got to clean this up, got to clean this up, got to clean this up. Why do you do that? So I sat there and I thought about it and I was like, it's because what I told you guys earlier, I use this space every single day. I needed to look a certain way to complete my work. I'm also in a space where I am trying to rebuild my income because of a traumatic experience and I'm becoming more sensitive to certain things. And I'm so grateful for that because I'm able to implement strategies and, solutions that help me live my life in the best way possible the most efficient way i guess um i also take note when i am uncomfortable and i really think about am i uncomfortable because i'm growing or am i uncomfortable because this is not where i'm supposed to be or this is not something that i should be experiencing because you can be uncomfortable in a good way and in a bad way so you really need to reflect on why it is you feel uncomfortable or why it is you feel however you feel in a certain way and then from there once I realize why or the solution whatever I practice in the mirror what I need to say in those situations if I need to say anything at all so for example like I said about um, friends asking to come stay from now on create some canned responses Not only for speaking to other people, but also to yourself. So if somebody wants to stay with me for an extended period of time, I have a canned response that I'm saying to them. But I also have something that I'm saying to myself to combat that guilt that I start to feel until that no longer um, is a thing for me as far as the guilt goes. I'm like, Tyra, I know you may feel guilty, but you are putting yourself first. When you are in situations like this, it causes You stress, it causes X, Y, and Z. And that's not a place that you can be in your life right now. And that is okay. It is okay for you not to have your friends stay. Whatever I need to say to myself, I'm going to say that. And I'm going to help boost my own confidence in saying what I need to say to them. Hey, right now, I don't have enough space for another adult to stay in my house. I use my space every single day for work. And I'm not able to take off work for a week, uh, to accommodate you staying here. I would love for you to come visit, but I would really prefer you stay in a hotel and I have to be okay with leaving it at that. And another way for me that I'm using to be apologetically myself is that point blank period, y'all, it is 2022 and it is time to stand on your own 10 toes and whatever your truth is. It don't matter what Bobby opinion is. It don't matter what, Pamela opinion is, you need to stand on your 10 toes in your truth and say it with your chest because there is no one size fits all for life. So like our affirmation says, I find confidence and clarity in being unapologetically me. okay you guys you know what time it is it is time for our fun closing segment and today we are doing recommendation of the day and i have a subject that we're going to stick to and that is self-care items that have truly been helping me especially after this traumatic experience that i have um endured so The first recommendation, and you can find all of these links down in the show notes. So I have four items for you, four self-care items. The first one I have been loving, and my daddy actually bought this for me, and I'm so excited, is a new massager. So I always wanted a Theragun, y'all, but Theraguns are pretty expensive, and since I have been um consistent in the gym my muscles are a little achy sometimes so my daddy bought me the lyric massager and i absolutely love it there's an app that goes with it it's wireless um it comes with a charging station it comes in very cute colors uh the app you can have like different massage settings set in and there's also guided massages you could also just massage however you want it comes with this back extender it's all around a great high quality massager now this massager is about 179 dollars but i think it is worth the investment and none of this stuff is sponsored y'all none of it is sponsored but i do think it's definitely worth it because when you don't have time to go and get a massage, you can just use your own massager at home and it's a little more affordable than a gun. The second self-care item I want to recommend is a diffuser with some essential oils. Y'all, I have a diffuser in my living room and in my closet And in my bedroom. So the diffuser that I have in my closet is just the reed diffuser that you literally take the sticks out of the um, liquid and you flip them up and down. And the scent just permeates throughout the closet. But I also have the diffusers that you plug in. So I have the diffuser that you put the essential oils in. And I absolutely love getting the little blends from Target for um, like stress relief or Uh, I have one that's like a sleep time blend. I love having my diffuser on. It helps so much because the essential oils are very calming. Versus having like, you know, a candle lit or some artificial scents going on in the house. Sometimes I would much rather have my diffuser, especially if I'm going to be doing a meditation or if I'm working for the day. Those are the types of scents that I put into my house so I can be productive. And speaking of meditations, y'all, I have to recommend the Calm app. There's so much I can say about the Calm app. I talk about it all the time on my Instagram, but it's basically an app that has sleep stories, guided meditations, um, soundscapes, all types of things to help you live a mindful life. I listen to a sleep story every night. Some of my favorite sleep stories are, um, Regé-Jean Page has one. Um, Idris Elba has one. Kelly Rowland has one. I always listen to this Peppa Pig one. I love children's sleep stories as well. They just rock me to sleep. But I also do the daily calms with like Tamara Levitt. They have, um, uh, what's his name? His name is like Jay something on there. Amazing! If you are looking for an app to help you fall asleep, but also help you be more mindful on a daily basis in just short spurts of time, the Calm app is for you. Again, not sponsored, but I have linked it down below. You guys, um, I have a guest pass that you can use. The app is about sixty to seventy dollars a year, which is not bad at all. But I have a guest pass link below. But Only the first five people to use it will receive this guest pass, but it's down there for you guys. So try it out and let me know what you think. And the last thing I want to recommend is a service. I used to use BetterHelp before, that's how I found my therapist, before I moved over into just using her at her private practice because she has a practice here in California, which is great. So BetterHelp is an online platform where you can connect with counselors and licensed therapists to have weekly phone or video meetings. You don't have to meet them in person because especially in a black community, therapy is taboo. And I was so excited um, last year because my grandma actually started using BetterHelp. Our first lady passed away from COVID and... Um, Oh no, it's 2022. She she passed away in 2020. Wow, that's, oh my goodness. But her and my grandma were really good friends. So I told my grandma, hey, I've been using BetterHelp and especially during COVID, this has been a lifesaver for me, try it out. So she started using it and I'm so excited because you know, older generations, they don't like to do anything new. So you literally go to betterhelp.com, you fill out a survey on your Uh, preferences for your counselor or therapist and they match you with someone. And the great thing is you can um, apply for like financial aid, which I did because it's really not that cheap. You guys, it's about like, I was paying like $130 a month or something like that. But the great thing is you can always text your therapist through the app. And there's also groupinars. I think it's a great way to Put your foot in or dip your toe into the water of exploring therapy without going into an actual office. Because I know I would have been scared my very first time. It's like, I don't really know what's going to come up. I may cry and I don't necessarily want to do that in an unfamiliar place. So being able to use better help and connect with my therapist for the first time in the comfort of my own home helped me open up and truly accept therapy for what it was. And now I'm just excited to continue this journey. I've been in therapy since December 2019. And y'all, this is a self-care practice that I never plan on giving up. And like I said, everything that I just talked about is linked down in the show notes, but Y'all, let me go ahead and get out of here because this episode is, (laughs) I'm giving y'all what you want, longer episodes. Let me know what you think about this. Um, That's all that I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad that you stopped by to have this Easter Sunday special conversation with me. Make sure you subscribe, rate the podcast, review it, and follow us on Instagram and sign up for the newsletter because I have a lot of great things in the works for you guys. I thank you so much for listening, and this was Affirmations for Black Girls.